0: Welcome in. Thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. We are a Woo's Media Podcast, sponsored today by Thrive Fantasy. You can catch us on Twitter, at Red Rock Sports 1. It is Tuesday, March 8th. And uh, what a terrific Tuesday, you know, oh, it was kind of baby, it was a little bit of a weird day, you know, I woke up today, everyone now will be listening to this probably Wednesday or later, but you can all reminisce back to how we all felt Tuesday when we woke up, close and your eyes. It was just another Tuesday morning. Tuesdays aren't fun. Nobody likes Tuesday. And of course, the first thing I do pretty much when I get up, I think many people do the same as like, I, I get on okay. social media. <laughs> all right. All right. I won't talk about anything else. I get on social. Thank media. God. And uh, of course, the first thing I see is Aaron Rodgers resigns with the Packers. And at this current moment in time, there's been a little bit of pushback on some of that. I don't know. Anyways, but Aaron <laughs> Rodgers resigns with the Packers. So I'm bummed. You know, and I know the three of us were texting in the morning. And I was, it, yeah, it seemed like we were destined, the Broncos, that is destined for a. Uh, a repeat of last year, what we were going to see, where oh, the, say the hopes outside. got high that we were going to get one of these star quarterbacks, and then all our, all our hopes are dashed. And so then, it wasn't what. Two hours later. Oh my God! Maybe maybe forty five minutes. And Russell Wilson is now a Denver Bronco. Let's go! Amazing. What a day! What a day, Jared! Let's wow go! Let's go. And I accomplished nothing the rest yeah, of the day,
1: day. Oh, yeah. over. day over. How are we supposed to work get anything we need to get done when we know Russell Wilson is going to be the new quarterback of the Denver Broncos. It was a great great day. Fantastic, lots of ups and downs, but it ended with a re- really good high note. A Loving roller coaster it. you might say. A roller coaster. Oh my god. It's fantastic. It's really great. What 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 a great news. I mean, Man, we have been searching for this core. How long have we been
0: talking about this? Six I mean, years. Six right? years. Long, six
2: years. Six long and, years.
0: And if frankly, I mean, I I go as far to say that I think this is a bigger deal and a bigger acquisition than when Peyton Manning no. arrived in Denver. I'm putting that out Ooh, there. No, look Hot at big. it yeah, can be close. The stats. The stats. Sure. Peyton's got that. I'm not saying that Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Peyton, but Peyton was half broken by the time he came here and had a a very short window. No way. When he arrived. Whereas Russell Wilson arguably has five to eight years left in his peak. Now, let me tell you, I
1: don't – I'm not going to go as far as to say this is Peyton Manning-esque, right? Or or I'm not going to say it's equal to Peyton Manning, but it might be Peyton Manning-esque. Stat of, the week. Stat, of the week. stat of the week stat of the week all right jared i think you're a little crazy going off saying that it is yeah equal wow payton manning all right let, yeah, let's not be blasphemous on red rock sports here uh but i want to want to uh, i want to start us off with a little stat of the week relevant to russell wilson so russell wilson for the first 10 seasons in his career compared to every other quarterback in nfl history through their first 10 seasons russell wilson is first in pro bowl selections He is first in wins, and he is second in passing touchdowns with 292. You guys, you literally just proved my point. No. Uh, You want to know who's first in passing touchdowns? (laughs) I'll I'll let you take a guess on that one.
0: I mean, obviously, it's Peyton Manning, but that's why I'm just telling you. It's not just about the player. It's about the fact that we got Peyton. No way. And he was, was coming off of.
1: Neck surgeries.
0: Uh, neck surgeries. And sure, he's only, that's only two years older than what Russell Wilson, I believe, is 33 now. Correct, yeah. But I think he's at a very different point in his career, and I really believe with what we've seen in some of these other quarterbacks, you could be talking about a legitimate five to eight year window with Russell Wilson as your quarterback. That's huge for the Broncos to have.
2: You know, we had talked on the show a couple weeks ago about how I wasn't necessarily the most excited to get Russ. I think after seeing the actual trade and what we gave up for him, at least as a Bronco Homer, it feels like we completely fleeced the Seattle Seahawks. That's so, the
0: best part,
1: right? No, yeah, no, no doubt. And, and you know, I'm sure everyone out there uh, at this point knows the trade, but just to, to reiterate what it was, it was, the Broncos gave up two first-round draft picks, two second-round draft picks, a fifth-round draft pick, as well as Noah Fant, Drew Bye. Lock later, and Shelby Harris. Are you going to be okay? That one does. But I'm hurt sorry. I, I need
2: to circle back on this. Are you going to like? How are you doing? Connor? Oh, what do you mean? Drew Lock's going to go be the I am starter. Exc- are, I am. Are you okay? Static right now. Like I, Drew
1: Lock could still be the guy if Russ got oh, hurt. Oh man, Drew Locke was on. And you know, I said this. I said this a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Drew Lock was on my list about like uh, ten. 10th ish uh, on the quarterbacks I would want to start. And that included above was any drafted quarterback too was was also above that. So no, I am ecstatic, Nick. Come on now. I know you're I know, jostling, I know. jostling me a little bit here. Uh no man, th- this is but all, great all, all kidding Sheesh. aside
0: though. So, so Drew Lock right. backup quarterback. Amazing. Uh noah fant. I, I you know I'm not gonna go as far as to say that Albert O is gonna have a better career as him, but Albert O has been a better Tight end for the Broncos so far in his career versus you, Noah don't, you don't you
2: don't the nicest thing about it is yeah subject to conversation but the nice thing is you don't have to decide
0: if you're going to pay Noah Fant or not that's the best part and, about that and and I'll get to that in a minute and why everyone's kind of bashing the Seahawks but. I actually think this trade makes sense for them, sort of, too. I think the one thing that hurts is losing Shelby Harris. I honestly, guys, I don't know what, who else do they have on their defense that can step into that role? I know, uh, they got Draymond Jones, but he's kind of more the, the pass rushing type, I think. Versus a Shelby Harris so that may be a weakness something they need to fill but they that what also is great about this is Russell Wilson's contract is not bad and I don't know the exact details on it but it's nothing compared to what one Aaron Rodgers just commanded from the Green Bay Packers what he would have commanded from the Broncos had he come here so all said and done. I'm happier having gotten Russell Wilson than Aaron Rodgers.
2: Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it too, for what we gave up for, for Russ, it's just so refreshing to see that George Payton's making a move, setting the team up. You can actually, like we talked about at the beginning of the year, I'm excited. Russell Carrington Wilson, Denver. I've already got my Jersey. <laughs> Is that his middle name? Yeah. Car- Carrington Carrington. Yeah. Oh, you I didn't like know that. I, like I, that. That. I did not know that. Russ Carey know. Wilson. Obviously I've already got my Jersey. We've already got tickets locked in. Let's go. Love it, yeah, and also, I'm I'm buying the Broncos at plus twelve hundred. I right see. Yeah, you said that. Yeah. Not bad.
1: So I mean, you mentioned it, Jared, and, and obviously the Broncos are gonna want to look for for some help, uh, you know, on the defensive line, defensive end specifically. Um, you know, I know Bradley Chubb's not really a defensive end; he's an outside linebacker. Uh, but it, it's another piece taken away from from the pass rush and from the from an edge defender point. So don't care. Uh, you no, know, absolutely, absolutely not. I mean, hey, couldn't care any less. We have said the price it really did not matter. I mean, there was really
0: nobody that was off limits but to get out of this with only two first rounders they have the extra second rounder this year thank you in that Von Miller trade um I think this is huge for them to get out of this where you're looking this year and next year without a first rounder and next uh, now I'm not I'm not clear on I don't know if it, I've heard cl- one way or the other is the both the second rounders this year or is there one this year one next year one this year one next year. So, you still end up with a second
2: round pick that's a fairly early. I hope well, and the Broncos that. have the 60, they still have a second round pick this year, and they have a third round pick. So, I mean, two thirds, right? Uh, the uh, two thirds, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, I misspoke. So, second round pick, uh, the original pick that they gave up was 40th. So, you do move down a couple spots, but uh, it's just awesome. You know, a lot of excitement. You just get, you look at this team and you, you know, win now kind of the trade off is now there's huge
0: expectations on the Broncos to make a love splash it. right love it yeah. absolutely love it and and again they still it'll be curious where they end up financially after this the dust settles on this deal but i think they'll still have enough money to go pursue a couple of at least you know mid to top And, you know, salaries to to add on to this. uh, I know Von Miller came out on social media and has kind of put a few different things out there that he would be very interested in coming back to Denver. Yeah, it makes you wonder, did he know
1: something that we didn't know at the time? I'm serious. Like, like, was he talking to Russell on this? And like, uh, you know, I I don't know. There's a conspiracy. Total,
0: total speculation. (laughs) But that absolutely could be true. And to have Von Miller back would be awesome. So, by the way, if the Broncos
1: brought back Von Miller, would there be a better trade that you can think of, maybe other than this Russell Wilson trade in recent Broncos history, than trading away Von Miller for nine games for a second, third, <laughs> and then but, just signing him back? But also the
0: ultimate win-win I mean, because he was a factor in the playoffs for the Rams,
1: right? And won a Super Bowl. I mean, like it's everybody wins all yeah, around, it, right? Like
0: it's a love it. We win, they win, and Von win. It's win-win-win, Jared. Yeah. And, and speaking of winning, hats off to our man, George Payton. He yeah. has put together a very, very solid year plus as this GM uh, in this GM position for the Broncos. Absolutely. And you know what I'm
1: really impressed about specifically with the other than the, I mean, obviously this was a much more difficult trade to pull off than like the Aaron Rodgers would have been, for instance, uh, probably a lot more suitors as well. But what I'm really impressed about was the discipline that he has over his staff and his organization to where this was kept tight lipped and, and it did not leak out at all. And so all the eyes were on Aaron out Rogers of the blue. And, and meanwhile, he's just coming in from behind, you know, with the, with the snake eyes, you know well, what I'm saying? What
2: was most impressive <laughs> is in uh, this is nobody knows. I think what is most impressive. It seems like somehow Seattle knew that, Hey, Broncos are going to go for Aaron Rodgers. That's their first guy. If that falls through, which I'm sure insiders, whatever, probably knew that he was leaning towards staying. We have a trade in place. If it does not work out to pull the trigger immediately.
0: Well, in in the report that I read from Adam Schefter uh, was that, there was never actually yep. any talks or negotiation between the Broncos and the Packers, and that these discussions have been happening for weeks yep. between the Seahawks and the Broncos, which, to your point, Connor, insane. To keep that under wraps where none of us had any idea this was happening, he was always there 1A, and I think he they always knew that's who they wanted to pursue, so... You know, good, you know, again, tip my hat to George Payton for pulling this one off, getting out of this for only the two firsts and two seconds. Huge. I mean, it's huge. And to, to lose a bunch of guys that Shelby Harris is probably the one guy in I mean, his fan favorite. He's an agent like he's an aging guy that Absolutely. was gonna be a cap casualty in year too. two. And that's where going back to what I said earlier about the Seahawks, to an extent, there is a part of this in my mind that makes sense for the Seahawks. This is a team with no cap space. And no draft capital. This gets them both of those things. It gets them four picks in the top, whatever, 64 over the next couple of drafts. And it also gets guys that all of them, they can cut ties with after this season, pretty much, and walk away from I think Shelby Harris is the only one that they would owe any money to. So if you wanted to get guys that can be productive for you this year... Drew Locke can compete for their starting quarterback job. Oh, Maybe they middle grace. around five hundred and then they can move on next year from all of these guys and move forward as a team. I don't think it's a terrible move for the Seahawks. Do I think they could have gotten more had they made this public one hundred percent they would have gotten more?
1: Well, no, there was a there was a report that the what was the commanders Washington commanders. Is that the, that's the commanders? Name, right? Yeah, the Washington right. commanders. They, Unfortunately,
2: they, that's their name. So yes.
1: there, there was a report that the, the Washington commanders had offered three first round picks uh, making maybe an even sweeter deal than the Broncos had offered. But ultimately, they got the the vibe from the Seahawks that they did not want to send them to the NFC. Well, so that deal fell through. Well,
2: no, and, and no, the, the, the main reason is that Russ had a no trade clause. And so Russ had a lot of say in where he wants to go. So pretty telling that he at least felt strongly enough about the Broncos organization, the staff that we had in place, who's to say if he knew the trade details and what he'd be walking into. But certainly the fact that Russ allowed the Seahawks to pull the trigger was huge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So where does Russell Wilson rank to you guys among the top quarterbacks? Does he I mean, is he anywhere in the tier of Aaron Rodgers or do you think this is a tier down from where we would have had in that hypothetical? You know, I think playing
2: devil's advocate, the reason that you would have questions is you've seen the the sort of, limited production and the slowdown of, of Russell Wilson, a running quarterback at the start of his career. Wisconsin was electric, comes in and really took the lead by storm in regards to his play, his playmaking ability. And you've seen that slow down. So I, I guess the question that the naysayers, cause they are out there. Why is this a bad trade? We gave up a lot of draft capital for a guy who we don't really know. Obviously rushed back his finger injury. What was it, like week three or four? I think it was like week three that he hurt his, his finger. Came back probably too soon, fell in the tank. So I feel like that said, with a, with a healthy Russell Wilson, in my opinion, he's top five, no doubt. At worst, he's upper, upper half of the league.
0: Yeah, I,
1: I, I kind of echo what, what Nick said over there. I, I think a lot of it comes down to when Russell Wilson has a good running game. Uh, and is able to do some of the things that Russell Wilson does best, which is play action, pass, run the ball, play action, pass, get out of the pocket, throw deep, um, and, you know, and not deep either as well. I mean, he's, he's great at his, his short, mid and deep level throws. But I think being able to run the ball is really key for for him. And, and when the Seahawks have been able to run the ball, he plays like a top five quarterback when they're not able to run the ball. And he has to play a lot more, you know, shotgun and, and from the pocket. I think he goes down to maybe top 10, top 15, right? So I, I think it's a great landing spot for him in Denver uh, with that run game. Javante Williams coming on, and and I think that's going to be really key to getting the most out of Russell Wilson.
0: So as you're just describing that, it reminded me of this last season as we watched uh, a young Patrick Mahomes kind of run through similar struggles where he had been this Superman. He had been doing everything. Defenses adjusted to how he was doing things, forcing him to stay on schedule, right? Make plays within himself within the offense, and you saw him excel. And I think that, as you are describing Russell Wilson and how he excels, I think is kind of a similar scenario that exactly, as an offensive coordinator, if you can keep on schedule, Russell Wilson can play within – as good as anyone within this game is he a good playmaker yes is that what you want him doing all the time probably not i think that's where your offense is best and you look at the skill positions on the broncos and i'm so excited and how they fit in with what real wilson does in the style that he plays and now this coaching staff that i was a little bit hesitant on the youth and the inexperience and a lot of levels I'm really excited to see what Nathaniel Hackett does with Russell Wilson and with this offense. When you took the words right out of my
2: mouth, his style of play matches almost perfectly with Nathaniel Hackett and what he's trying to do. It seems like, uh, you know, again, my, the homer in me is, is coming out, but it seems like a match made in heaven. If we don't win 16 games, it's a failure. 16. huh? Oh, I'm just kidding. Oh man, but no, I'm stoked. Uh, It's a perfect match and and I'm excited to see how how they they mesh with each other. So
1: now the Broncos have moved in terms of Super Bowl odds are now the fourth in the NFL. I believe do we have do we have that up Nick pull it up. All right. I think they're fourth if that's correct. Nick Nick can correct me if I'm wrong over here. Do you think that's about accurate right now? I mean, where are you at right now in terms of uh, the Broncos'
0: chances to win a Super Bowl this next year? So the number I saw on DraftKings was plus 1,200, and that number on the surface, I'm like, I like that. But yeah, they are fourth. They're they're tied, actually, maybe even for third. They're sixth. They're plus 1,200. You got
2: the Bills, the Chiefs, Packers, Rams, and I guess technically fifth. They're tied with the Niners
0: at, at plus 1,200. See, I got them definitely ahead of the Niners in my mind. I think the Broncos, this puts them clearly ahead of the Niners. Um, I mean, I think right in that range, that that puts you five. So I think they're right top five odds. I like that. I don't know that I'm willing to say this makes them an odds-on favorite by any means. I don't even know if it makes them the favorite to win their division. Unfortunately, all it did was make us be able to compete in the AFC West. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And now poor Derek Carr. I mean, now he's so bad like for him by Makes far millions of the dollars. Don't feel quarterback bad for him in that.
1: Yeah. Division. Yeah. You got to look and at And He's a that good way. quarterback <laughs> I mean, and he is a good quarterback. But yeah, you would, you would have to at this point. I mean, you'd probably take cars as, as the fourth in the, in the AFC West. And, oh, 100%. Uh, you know, and I, and I think, you know, depending on who you ask, uh, you could probably get a difference of opinion on who you rank first, Russell Wilson or Justin Herbert. Um, you mean second and third, second, third, clearly, sorry, clearly number one. <laughs> number is, one is yeah, Patrick sorry, Mahomes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Hey, what this did was, and we've talked about it before, obviously it just gave the Broncos an opportunity to, to compete for, for playoffs, for championship, for the division, uh, because now they have the most important piece in all of sports in place, right? And now it's, it's really up to George Payton, and it's up to this coaching staff to get the most out of him and, and bring in some extra pieces. And I, that, that's something
0: that we will, should touch on, because that's coming up a week from tomorrow, I believe. Uh, would be It's the 16th is when free agency begins. I think over the weekend, they can have a little legal tampering period. Uh, which is the weirdest thing in sports. but uh, So they can start discussing contracts with players this weekend. Uh, what position needs? what? This obviously kind of throws the Broncos roster off a little bit. You obviously no longer have that need at QB. You just put an X through that one and mark that off the list. Um, it does create, in my mind, a bit of a hole at D-line. I think that's where the Broncos can fill that with depth, both potentially through the draft and in free agency. Um, but also, I think at tight end, it's something you could see them address as well with losing a guy like no fan. But other than that, and this is again, probably a little bit Homer. I'm like, man, I have a hard time seeing a lot of holes on this roster right now.
2: I think the obvious one is right. Tackle, right. I think, tackle. I think is they've got, I think one. they've got to upgrade at tackle. The defensive line obviously loses a little bit, but I think the, the biggest issue with Russ in Seattle is he was always on the run, getting a lot of hits, you you've got to put him in a situation where he can be successful and now he's by far and away the the highest paid player on your team. You got to figure out a way to protect him.
1: Yeah, I think, I think right. Tackle is definitely going to be something they, they need to address, uh, you know, Quite possibly through free agency and through the draft, even. Um, I mean, they
0: honestly, they haven't drafted a tackle in a few years. So
1: So they need to address that. I think that's there. I definitely think that they could use another interior defensive lineman. Uh, Clayus Campbell, somebody who sticks out to me. I know he's like the ageless wonder. He's like 36 years old right now. He's a Colorado Uh, guy, too. But he's a Colorado guy. He's he's still playing at a pretty high level, and uh, he's a free agent. I would like to see someone like that come in. You know, I know uh, Mike Purcell, isn't he on his – isn't he –
0: one more one more year left? Possibly. You know, I'm, I'm not sure, but he, we'll, we'll he didn't play that, great at times no, last year anyway. Well,
1: and so I think, you know, you could bring a piece into interior defensive line. You're definitely going to want to bring in somebody uh, from the edge rush perspective. You know, hopefully that could be maybe a Von Miller type of guy coming in. Uh, but you're definitely gonna to want to address that probably through a free agent and the draft, once again. And then the the last piece that I really think uh, sticks out to me is interior uh, linebacker, right? I think. It kind of depends on what you do, I guess. With there's Alexander Johnson and and uh, Jewel who are there. We'll see see if they you know which one and of some those. Some of the they young keep.
0: guys that came on throughout the end of the season. Yeah, no no no
1: doubt. But I think there's there's room to possibly put a it, it, you know interior linebacker uh, as well to this team. I think you know and, and then and then I guess a cornerback too, right? We're, we got to look at cornerbacks because uh, we don't know what we're doing there. We probably won't bring back a couple of them.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I mean well. Pat Sertan obviously is going to be your number one corner there, but isn't Darby still under contract? Yep, I think so. Oh, yeah, and 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 then Ojumoudier, you know, we'll see where he continues to develop. But I, yeah, I think some depth. I think depth across the board. Right. And you know, it's it's funny. I was I was watching the combine because I'm the loser that actually watches like the combine all the way through. I really enjoy it. Everybody needs that guy. I love. You need, it. We it's, need it's, that it's loser guy. I know. It's 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 lame. I actually one time put a, together a whole draft. Big board. Lots of work. Those guys put a lot of work into that. Not fun. Uh, Anyways, watching the combine is fun. And this is all before I heard anything about the Russell Wilson information, anything like that. But they just kept talking about how there's just not that. the, The top of this draft isn't great. You you don't have that lock top 10 guy that you, you know, it's one of those drafts, but the meat of it, rounds three, four, five, there's so much talent and I can't, just can't help but look at the Broncos draft board. Now they have no picks in the first two rounds, or I guess they have one pick in the first round, but still several picks in rounds three, four, five, six. So I don't, it's not crazy to say the Broncos could still end up with multiple you know, contributors from this draft, even though they don't have, they're missing that first and that second. So I, I think that's a, a great sign for the Broncos. It feels good to just feel good about the Broncos again and be excited. It was about a, it was a beautiful again. day out today. It was
1: it was amazing. I, I you know, I was in my car driving and heard the news and I just I mean, I started just punching my steering wheel yelling at the top of you my started. Lungs you started just, honking it people. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, actually it was it wasn't good, but it but it was also great and glorious. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. Now we get to actually talk in these coming weeks and months about uh, some interesting things regarding the Broncos rather than just I mean for a while there. It's almost the only conversation anyone really wanted to have was who's the quarterback, right? Because it starts there. It, it obviously starts there. And obviously the head coaching search came in and took a little bit of attention away, but then we're back to square one. So it's going to be great to be able to talk some actual Broncos. I guess
2: devil's advocate. Uh, the, the naysayers point to his age and his contract and the fact that Russ is obviously going to be looking for an extension. So how do we feel? He's 33 years old. Great. Four or five years. What do we think?
0: Yeah. 5 years
1: sign me up 33 year old future hall of famer uh yep I'll Man- sign me manipulate up. <laughs> that money
0: however you have to because honestly I, I was actually talking to a friend about this today the, the the Broncos being in a halfway decent cap situation there's a certain thought process to front load that contract to where then from the last couple of years of the contract that that cap hit isn't as bad and you can then load up with these guys that are young that are going to be getting paid in the coming years It'll be interesting to see if the Broncos...
1: Do you think the Broncos will uh, you know, essentially tear up this contract and, and get him a new one this season? No, so do he, you has think it's, he has two life, years left, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He, he does. Now, do you think that that gets... That's what I'm asking. Do you think that gets it, uh, extended, which essentially means a new contract for him before uh, this season's end? Or do yes. you think he's going to play this season on that I number? T- I tend to think he plays this
2: season on the number with a guarantee that regardless of how he plays, he gets the extension. See, I, I I don't know. I I, like think, I said, I'm
0: spitballing. There but. are no guarantees. I in think Aaron, <laughs> Terry's ACL out if this if, if this Whoa. Aaron Rodgers contract goes through especially because I don't know if you guys I would never wish that <laughs> especially on our guy come on
1: sorry I'm just arguing Nick over here he's he's putting bad juju
2: in all, the all I'm saying is I, I feel like he plays out his he plays out his, his year contract extension in the off season.
0: But what motivation does Russell Wilson have to do that? He could get signed for a humongous deal right now. He can demand that from the Broncos. We I don't just think he can demand so anything,
2: but I, I, see, oh, your I see your point. I see your point. I think that it's one of those things where he sees the writing on the wall. You've got a defensive minded coach and Pete Carroll. He's coming over to Nathaniel Hackett, a guy that's offensive minded going to center the offense around the running game play action. You've got a stud in Javante Williams. You've got a I mean, theoretically, you still have picks that you can go with. You've got a young team. Most of them are are on decent contracts, so I think you've got. I I think a lot of his I, I think for him it becomes about legacy in regards to what he still
1: wants to achieve as opposed to just getting paid, but I do. I do think that a huge piece of of why Russell Wilson was even disgruntled in the first place had to do with his desire to compete for a Super Bowl. I really do. I mean I you, you read I you know agree. you read some of the reports coming out of his camp, right? And and you just kind of look at that situation and he looked around and said, well look we're, you know, we've kind of we're kind of screwed here. We're not in a we're not in a position to compete for a Super Bowl anytime in the next two, three, four years. Really? I mean, uh, and I think he looked at that and, and really wants to win a Super Bowl. So with that said, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he you know, isn't necessarily out there to get this $50 million a year deal. I mean, of course, he's going to want his money. I'm not saying he's not going to want his money, sure. but, but I could definitely see him being a person that, that wants to do what he can in a way to help the Broncos maximize this window.
0: I agree with you 100% Connor. Ah, It just feels good to be talking about Super Bowl windows. You know what else feels good? A free $100. And you guys, along with everyone listening out there, can get a free $100 if you go on to Thrive Fantasy, download the Thrive Fantasy app, and use promo code RED, that's R-E-D, when you sign up, and you get a free $100 deposit match. What is Thrive Fantasy? Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app. Just like DraftKings or FanDuel, only for player props. So instead of building a roster of players, you do player props. It's a lot of fun. Different spin on daily fantasy betting. Check them out online, thrivefantasy.com, or download the Thrive Fantasy app. Super clean app, too.
1: Yeah, it's really nice. And make sure you use that promo code, RED. Love it. All right. And I think all of us have gotten
0: hooked on the daily fantasy oh, so now. Oh, so much fun. And so just to be <laughs> able to it? be able to take in a little bit of a different angle. I think that's it's a little bit more fun for me to do that with the player props. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right, time to move on to some nuggets talk. That was literally what the whole outline pretty much was put together before everything happened before today. Russell Wilson. And then ruined so our outline. no no he blessed us. <laughs> he, blessed, <laughs> he blessed us. Yeah, he gave us the yes. opportunity. Yes. to. Those yeah. of us who create the outline don't like to have to recreate the outline. Don't be sad because it's over. Smile because it <laughs> happened. Okay. That's this good. is true. I like that. That's Thank a good you. Good answer. Good one. Uh, so, you know, the Nuggets have been on a tear really of late. I think they're one of the the, the winningest, if not the winningest, winningest team over the, the, you know, last month or so. Uh, and particularly last week, Nikola Jogic had a monster week. Uh, he actually played in only three of the four games, but in those three games had 100 points uh, combined, by the way, 100 points, 43 rebounds, and 28 assists. Insane. The man is unstoppable. He had two th- two triple doubles, including a heroic fourth quarter and overtime comeback. awesome. Put the team on his back. Has he, in your mind re-solidified himself once again as the favorite to win the MVP in the NBA?
1: Uh, Well, the odds would say no. Uh, No, I (laughs) I thought... The odds would say no. You know, I believe Embiid, uh, as of the time of this recording, is at a minus 110. So essentially a coin flip. Jokic is a plus 180. Uh, So, you know, the odds would say no, but I would say (laughs) yes. And I I think it helped him a lot, okay? So instead of just being this homer and saying... Because I've, of course advocated that he is the MVP this entire season. But instead of taking the Homer route, I would say that it absolutely kind of put him back into that conversation from a lot of the people who might vote on this and a lot of the national media. So I definitely think it helped his case significantly. But he's going to need to keep building moments like that throughout the rest of the season to really get to where he wants to be. But but hey, let, I mean, hey, let, let's take a look at it. I know that a lot of us out there are going to be really upset if he gets the runner up for the MVP. But even if that were to be the case, that is still a great accomplishment. And, and, and we can fully expect him to be in the MVP conversation for many years moving forward, you know, health permitting. I like where he's at. I think he's been fantastic. I think
2: ultimately, like we've talked about before, it's really, really hard to win the MVP Back to back, especially no discredit to Jokic. To De- completely depleted team, six in the Western Conference right now. Philly right now is in in second in the East, forty and twenty four. They look really good once they figure out what to do with the rotations and getting James Harden in and being able to create that rotation. I don't see anywhere. I don't see them falling falling anywhere below out. Absolute worst third seed. So I just don't see, especially with the addition of Harden, how they don't continue to rack up wins, thus solidifying Embiid's case as MVP. Plus, it makes the NBA more marketable when you have several stars and MVPs that are able to market the league to different sort of audiences and things like that. So.
0: But playing devil's advocate to that, you look back at last year, last season, I feel like this was about the time when, when Jokic really started to gain traction, where people are like, wow, he's actually going to go win this thing. And I think a lot of that came with how he performed down the stretch for the Nuggets without Jamal Murray healthy. And he really showed he had that star power, similar to what we've seen over the last month, where he's just kicking it to a whole nother gear, uh, even beyond what what he was doing or early right. in the season. I think he does. I think you're right. I think he needs to continue to play at that level. But the Nuggets also need to elevate. If they find themselves all of a sudden in you know fourth, third seed, even which is is not out of the question. You know, you look the Nuggets sit here through 65 games. They're you know, so that's if my math is right, 17 games remaining. Uh, the Nuggets are currently 12 and a half back, but. Memphis at two, Golden State at three are eight and eight and a half back. So they're four, four and a half games back. It's not completely out of the question that they can move into that. Is it likely? Probably not. They're probably not doing that. But if they could elevate themselves through this standings, I think Jokic's MVP candidacy definitely takes a huge bump.
1: <clears throat> I, I think so as well. And and Something else, though, just to note about last year, you mentioned that this was about that time when he kind of starts turning it on and everyone started saying, hey, he's going to win this thing. We got to also remember that this was also kind of the icing on the cake was when the last of the the last of the people that were kind of in his competition got injured. So, you know, I, I, I don't hope injury on anybody and I don't expect injury. And so... Uh, it's just going to be a little bit different this year in that regard. I do think it is a two-man race right now. It is essentially Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, and you know I've said it before. I mean, Joel Embiid is having a fantastic season. Uh, I don't think he beats Jokic's season, but he is having a fantastic season. Um, here's something interesting with with Nikola. So, if somebody in the NBA has a forty-point triple-double, just any given player, that is likely to be the best game that that player has in their career or right up there with it, right? Jokic has had two 40-point triple-doubles this season. (laughs) The guy is on a different planet, okay? I mean... I I understand. Okay, Joel Embiid's having a great season. But <laughs> say that with a little less conviction, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're so sad when you said that. You know, he, he is and, and I don't want to take away. I said this before. I don't I don't want to rip down another player just to build up Nicola, because I don't think you need to do that. But you look at his 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 numbers, okay? He is a little bit behind Joel in in points. Couple points difference there, right? Uh but then and then uh free throws, right? Of course, Joel Embiid is shooting more free throws. But Look at the assists is is in favor of Jokic, rebounds in favor of Jokic, uh, steals in favor of Jokic, go down the line in all the uh, percentages, right? The the shooting percentage, free throw percentage, three-point percentage, and then not to – I didn't even mention all the advanced stats, which almost all go to Jokic. Uh, I think – that this is just a case like Nick said. It uh, it might have been you, Jared, said it's a great storyline. It's good for the NBA. I won't take credit. Okay, it's Nick. (laughs) It's good for the NBA to have multiple guys kind of in this stratosphere of discussion, right? So uh, I I think a lot of the narrative is going towards Embiid right now. uh, But Jokic, man... We're running out of superlatives to say what what we are watching is absolutely incredible, and and we just cannot take this for granted. This is this is unbelievable what we are watching him do. I think I think the most
2: thing that I appreciate in regards to Jokic's game is just the unselfishness that you don't really see in basketball. Again, I know we're at this point just oozing with Jokic love, but it's fun to watch him play basketball. You can obviously say the same thing about Embiid and other players in the NBA, but just for a big man to run the offense the way that he does, he can run the point always makes the extra pass. So, I mean, I, for me as, as, as a purist, I like watching him play basketball. Whereas again, not with, not with Embiid per se, but with other players, like I can't necessarily say for, say that for not that Luka Doncic is, in the MVP race, but he's very much a bring the ball up. It's my pace. It's my play. And that's how they're going to win. They're going to beat you down with low scoring games. So, again, it's just nice to see him play
1: the way he I does. I mean, look, look a couple weeks ago. I I know this isn't the most, uh, this is obviously the opposite of a flashy game from Nikola, but if you want to see what kind of player he is, look no further than their win a couple weeks ago against the Portland Trail Blazers. The Nuggets won that game handily, right? The bench scored 76 points. It it was crazy. I mean, everybody went off on the Nuggets, and Portland's obviously really struggling right now. Uh, But go look at that game. Nikola Jokic took five shots. He took five shots to Nick's point. How many superstars out there are going to concede and take five shots when that is not what you need from your guy that night? It, 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 I, it's incredible. It really is. I, I look at a game like that and just say, wow, that is who Nikola Jokic is. They didn't need him that night. He took five shots and that's OK with him. You know, it, it's he's a different breed, man. He's, he's different. <laughs> as, as Aaron Gordon said after the last game. He's just different, man. He's just different, and and he doesn't say that about a lot of guys. It's it's incredible. I lo- love it. Would love to see it. It felt
0: necessary to gush a little bit about Jokic. So I was just kind of in the mood, you know. We were in like the Rus- Russell Wilson gushiness. It just a lot it, of it gushing like, going on right I know. now. And and I I joked. I was like, if only the Rockies could play this season, don't do, we this. Would don't do this today. Obviously, I mean, let's not do this today. We, we might have like a four, uh, you know, the, the the sweep right there. We could just have championships all across the board because obviously the Rockies are are primed for oh, a World Series. Run. Oh, Lord. they're primed to maybe play this year. How about that? I'll concede that <laughs> yeah, primed to maybe play. I like it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, look, man, the Nuggets have won eight of their last 11. I believe they are. They're really on a roll right now. Uh, they have the second or third best record since the beginning of January in the NBA. They they're really have turned a corner and, and all good things, man. If, if MPJ can come back, if if uh, Murray can come back, then, you know, I mean, this is the Jokic era of, of basketball. He has hit his prime, uh, and I don't see that going anywhere for, for the foreseeable future. So Nuggets Nation, just sit back and enjoy the ride with
0: this guy because this is incredible. So I mentioned uh, earlier that we're just uh, 17 games for the Nuggets, at least away from entering the playoffs. I mean, we're, we're getting right down to the wire, starting to get an idea for what teams the Nuggets could potentially match up with. You know, it's getting narrowed down to only about, what, probably five teams uh, that they could match up with. So where are you guys at as far as teams you would like to see versus who you would absolutely not want to see going into that first round of the playoffs? It's so hard for me to say this because I'm, if it's not for the
2: Nuggets, I am possibly one of the biggest like out of state fans. I think the team that the Nuggets want to see more than anybody based on where they're at. And depending on, again, I there's two that I would like to play. One would be Dallas. I think that we just match up really well. I think our guards match up really well. I think the, that based on how our team structure is set up, Doncic is a guy that you can limit, maybe not stop. So again, I understand their fifth right now. I, we're all uh, playing really between fourth and he's playing fantastic between the fourth and the sixth seed. It's one game. So I'd like to play them. And I said what I said earlier to say this. I love golden state. The Draymond green injury personally was much more ruthless in regards to the ravaging that it did to their team. I did not expect for this level of drop off to happen. Draymond green is playing a huge piece. Uh, Clay Thompson is obviously still working his way back and they ju- they just seem very vulnerable as of today. So those are the two teams that I would that I would love to face. The oh, teams yeah. that scare me the most just for the playoffs. I guess the one team and this is obvious cuz they're first is the Suns. I don't think we match up well. I don't think that I think Aton is a perfect defensive matchup for yep. Jokic in regards to limiting him and limiting his effectiveness. He frustrates him, he's long. Other than that, I think we can beat Memphis, but again, the team that scares me the most, uh, and obviously they're first by a wide margin, is Phoenix.
0: But. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. It's it's highly unlikely that the Nuggets would end up facing off. I mean, the the Suns would either have to completely choke down the stretch in, in regards or, to playoff, yes. in, in regards but to throughout seeing the course them, of the playoffs the with of the, the playoffs, hopes yes. uh, of advancing to a, a championship. Yeah, I, I I have to agree. The Suns are probably the the one team that really scares you. What do you think, Connor?
1: Yeah, I think uh, obviously the Suns. The Suns have. Uh, ser- several things that that really match up well against the Nuggets. They have the size because the, the Nuggets are a pretty pretty big starting unit, right? I mean, the the Nuggets in terms of their starting five, especially when they have Michael Porter Jr. in there, are are a l- long team. They have a lot of length and a- athleticism, uh, you know, outside of Jokic a little bit in terms of the athleticism, but uh, they're really long. They they have a bunch of shooters, and and I think they just they they really do well against the Nuggets. So so the Suns scare me. Uh, you know, I think the. I echo a little bit what Nick said. I th- you know, I think the Warriors and the Mavericks. I-, I think the Nuggets can handle them. Although the Mavericks are playing so well right now, uh, the, you know, no one, no one loves the idea of going up against a team. When I said the Nuggets were like the third best record since uh, or second or third since January, the Mavericks are right there with them. They are also one of the hottest teams in the NBA right now. Uh, so. You know, with that said, though, I do think the Mavericks and the Warriors would be teams that I feel a little more comfortable with. Uh, The Jazz uh, also can kind of match up well with the Nuggets. So they scare me a little bit. Uh, Memphis, I'm a huge fan of John Morant. I mean, he's exciting and he is just so much fun to watch. This guy is awesome to watch. Uh, But I also think that experience will play a little factor come the playoffs. So I think, you know... When you're looking at all these really good teams, I think the ones that I'd be less fearful of for from the Nuggets standpoint would be the Grizzlies for that lack of experience, the Warriors, uh, and the the Mavericks. Y- and I yeah. think the Jazz and the Suns give me a little bit of hesitation I, uh, and it's, you know, I just think they match up better against What I that.
2: like about the Jazz is you can't Rudy Gobert is a fantastic player He's not very good off the switch, so I think that's a that's a spot or a position that the Nuggets could exploit. I know that when it gets down to playoff time and matchups, things like that, that's a guy, again, for all of the amazing things that he brings on defense, isn't the best on the switch, so I think that's where the Nuggets would stand a chance, but again, I, I agree with you.
0: I, I, the the Jazz are just a tough out year in and year out in the playoffs. They they always play well in the playoffs, it seems like. So that's a, an experienced team that I would not want to go up against. And that's why I'm surprised you guys didn't kind of highlight the Grizzlies as a team you would want to play. And I get the talent and, and I said everything. I the Grizzlies. There, I said the but Grizzlies. But you did, you did. And, and what you kind of brought up is what I really harp on, where it's like, man, the lack of experience. And I feel like if you get that team and you're playing well going into the playoffs, I, I really feel like you can – overtake a team like that even if you are the underdog in the series you could steal one at home you know to start out or uh, excuse me on the road to start out and now you've kind of flipped that series again so the grizzlies is a team i think just on that lack of experience you touched on it that you have to kind of feel like that's not the worst situation to fall into i i absolutely don't like the idea of playing the warriors because of steph curry because that man just scares the hell out of me
2: Yeah, I think the Nuggets are just in a really good spot where they're playing really good right now. They've got a lot of guys coming off injury. Very exciting. If they can get healthy, you know, you've got a lot of injuries. I I mean, at least you got Chris Paul out. You've got the Warriors not playing super well. And so I think it's just the Draymond Green injury is just huge, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's just just a situation where it sets the Nuggets up to really make a deep run if things can fall their way. They
0: just got to get healthy. Mm. They just got to get healthy. All right. Before we get out of here, guys, we got to give you one more segment that has kind of been teased for a couple of weeks here. A little bit of production value being added into this. So without further ado, producer, Nick sports history,
1: this day in sports history, history, All right, I like it. A little little, little jive to it. A little saucy, huh? (laughs) A little saucy. Well done, sir. That fits. All right. Hey, this day, or uh, week rather, in sports history, uh, we have just a couple for you. So in 1857, on March 7th, baseball decides that nine innings constitutes an official game rather than the rule before then of nine runs. Used to be you just scored nine runs and the game ended. Okay.
0: Baseball purists,
1: let's go back to that, huh? (laughs) Right, right. I like it. Hey, hey, for those out there that say baseball hasn't changed, well, what now? (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, interesting little tidbit. So, okay. Then we got March 9th, 1963. MLB infielder Pete Rose has his career debut at Cincinnati in spring training, and he gets hits in his first two at-bats. Naturally, he does. And then proceeds to gamble and get a lifelong ban, unlike... Calvin Ridley, who only gets a season ban, so you know. Yeah, we're apparently, gonna, he we're going to talk
2: <laughs> about that next week. I think. Apparently, he only spends fifteen hundred dollars ever when he
1: gambles. Yeah, right, right. There we go. Things that I say so he doesn't have a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he doesn't have a problem, guys. Never, never mind the eleven million he's foregoing on salary. Okay. Uh, next one, we got March eleventh, ni- eighteen ninety two was the first public basketball game, which was in Springfield, Massachusetts. And I got one more for you, March eleventh. 1986, the NFL adopts the instant replay rule. What yeah. year was that? That was uh, 1986. Whoa, instant I replay! Long time. I didn't know those. It's, it's been there for quite a while, right? Oh, you yeah, don't well. really realize oh, it until you just look grew up with and it and now, it for
2: granted. And now it's just been done to the nth degree, yeah. where it's just completely brutalized. <laughs> it ruins every
1: game. Everything. Yeah, man. They they need to put like computer chips in the balls. And and, and and that way they could just tell automatically without even having to go through, like, did that ball cross the plane? Did it cross the first down marker? How hard would that be? Come on. I mean, hey, I'm not a tech guy, but I'm just saying it doesn't seem that hard, right? It's not. It's not. But we have top cars. golf has
0: figured it out. Yes, okay. top
2: golf figured it out. We have cars that drive themselves. At what point I mean, are we, point are we <laughs> just going to acknowledge that instant replay is just crazy and they should just, just make it a lot easier? I like, And we need to figure out what is a freaking catch? What is a catch?
1: I, 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 don't, don't ask me n- nobody knows don't nobody, ask me. nobody, nobody knows. knows
0: okay i have right. one more i got one i wanted to bring to the table okay this day march 8th 2022 the denver broncos oh, wow. traded for russell freaking oh, wow. wilson baby oh
1: wow hey there we go what a what a, what a day What hey that's the best day in sports history. Let's let's do it. That is, it's hey, gonna. Well, let's, let's not it. take it too far. We're gonna we're circle going this, a couple of
2: Super Bowls. So. We're gonna circle <laughs> this all the way back around. It's been so long. I period. don't know if I can agree with you saying th- maybe they're same same with the Peyton Manning thing. But Ooh. I was hyped Ooh. when they got Peyton Manning.
1: It's true, oh, I remember yeah. exactly where I was. I'm sure our listeners do too.
0: And if this works out, the Broncos will yeah. never ever draft a quarterback. They'll just keep doing it. <laughs> it Where works. quarterbacks go it to die. Works. I'm in. I'm in. No problem with that. You that will, give me two. Give to me three Joe years, Burrow in like
1: 15 years. Hell, yep. Mm-hmm. We'll be we'll be where quarterbacks go to die. Yes, yeah,
0: And win a Super Bowl on the way out. Say, don't say it so negative. Win a Super like, Bowl on the way out. Pass pass to, to <laughs> Super Bowl heaven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. This is the Red Rock Sports Podcast. Be sure to find us on Twitter at Red Rock Sports One for Connor and Nick. I'm Jared. Have a great week.